Welcome back to the Lolly Carter NFL Draft Show here on the DK Sports Radio Network. I'm Chris Carter. He's Dale Lolly, and we are here getting you ready for the NFL Draft. It's Saturday, February 13th. Also, if you're not subscribed to this podcast network, what are you doing? We're on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Amazon, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star rating as well as a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. That stuff really helps out. Now, Dale, let's cut right to it. The big news, of course, on Friday was Marquise Pouncey retiring. Everyone's going to be talking about that, and that's going to be the next step is everyone's going to be thinking, okay, who can even start for the Steelers at center? Now, maybe the Steelers do it another way. Maybe they figure that they can get get a guy in free agency, but right now this is an interesting year at center because there's no clear-cut guy that's a first-round graded center that the Steelers could really look at and say, oh, yeah, he's a plug-and-play type of guy. There's no replacement like that. But there are guys in the early, maybe in the second round, third round, or even further down who you could look at and say at least he could be a guy for the future. Uh, There are guys in this draft who could could start right now. Um, They just don't happen to be first-round draft picks. And people people need to remember, you know, Marquise Pouncey was the 18th pick in the draft Mm -hmm. in 2010. Um, there've probably been about, Oh, I don't know, two or three centers since then drafted in the first round. Right. That just doesn't happen. You just don't typically, you don't have to take a center in the first round. That's, that's the point. Uh, the way I see it, um, is that there are four centers in this year's draft who I would be comfortable with going into the, the 2021 season as, as a starter. Uh, and you're probably looking at either spending a second or a third round draft pick on these guys. Yeah, and that would be uh, Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma, Josh Myers out of uh, Ohio State, Landon Dickerson out of uh, out of Alabama, and then my man Quinn Miners hey. out of Wisconsin Whitewater. Uh, I like him. I think he could. I think he can come in and play right away. Um, you know, so I, it, it's just a matter of are you going to spend you know that second round pick on those guys, or are you going to spend the third round pick on them? Because you're not going to take them with the twenty fourth pick. Now, maybe it, you, I, I would also be in favor of trading back if that's available to the Steelers. Obviously, you know, it takes two to tango for, to make that happen. I know people talk about, well, why don't they just trade back? It's not well, that easy. It's not that easy. Somebody has to want to move up to 24 to, to get one of the, you know, what you're, what you're offering there. And quite frankly, in this year's draft, if you're moving, if you want to move up, um, it's probably to move up to take a tackle. And right. the Steelers, Steelers could obviously use one of those as well. Uh, I, I don't know that people are going to necessarily move up to take wide receivers uh, because th- that's a deep spot in this draft. The tackles position to me is one uh, that's that's pretty deep in this year's draft, whereas the, the Steelers' other two big needs, center now and, and running back, to me aren't quite as deep. So, you know, I, I, I could, you know, the way I see it is if you if you go – running back center offensive tackle with your first three picks, that would make some sense. Um, if you don't move down, if you do move down, then you can pay you know, maybe package some picks. Maybe you get a second round or higher second round pick in that, in that, you know, for that first round pick, or you just move back into the, say the, you know, mid thirties somewhere, and then you can go center offensive tackle running back or something like that uh, along those lines, because, the Steelers need to come out of this uh, this draft with uh, with those three positions, and you know I, I think the center uh, when you when you look at the centers, um, it, it's really difficult because I really like Landon Dickerson mm. out of Alabama, 
but he suffered a knee injury at the end of the season. Yeah, late it was, you know, that that's that's a that's a hurt piece because then that could impact how ready is he for, for you know for training camp and then and you know in mini camps leading into training camp and then you know seeing what is what how he could impact this year that does hurt his drafts prospect. Yeah. Um, you know, I think uh pretty much everybody has Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma because of that rated slightly ahead of uh, uh, Dickerson. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's got the, they're basically the same size guy. I think, I think Dickerson's a little more nasty, uh, but both of them are, 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 you know, good center prospects. Uh, Humphrey's a left-hander. Uh, you don't often see that with, uh, with centers, but uh, he's also, he's a left-handed snapper. Um, you know, the next guy there you look at is Josh Myers, uh, he's more of a phone booth type uh, center out of Ohio State, uh, 6'4", 3'10". Doesn't move quite as well uh, as Humphrey or Dickerson. And then Miners, to me, I mean, you look at him, 6'3", 3'20". Uh, he's he's a, uh, a guy that, uh, you know, really didn't play last year uh, because Wisconsin-Whitewater, a lot of Division three schools did not play, uh, but went to the Senior Bowl and just dominated yeah. everybody that was there with his strength. And, uh, oh, by the way, happens to work out with the Watt brothers in the offseason. That, I mean, that's, that's certainly something to look at right there. And, and again, this, this to me really works out for the Steelers if they can get their center in the second round of the draft because, or even the third round. Now, the question is, do you, do you take that gamble and wait that far when, if one of these guys are sitting there? Because now you're saying, okay, first round, if a Jalen Mayfield falls to you, now you're like, okay, let's get tackle and then double up, get center, and then you've addressed the two biggest needs on your offensive line right away in the draft. Or you could use the first pick to say, let's get the running back position settled, then address center, and then you're like, hey, we've addressed both running back and the offensive line, and then take a stab at, like you said, uh, this is a deep year for offensive tackle. Maybe you, you wait and see, okay, who's available in the third round that, that, that you could pick there. Um, but the center position, I'm right with you. Um, and and, and here's, the other, here's the other thing is that, I think that there's some guys later in the draft that you could maybe pick up and take a flyer on and see if they're there. But but as Dale's pointing out, with Marquise Pouncey retiring, you don't have time to wait and to see if someone's going to develop. You know, you don't have time to, to gamble uh, on that. You want to make sure that you have a guy that's starter capable right now. So um, maybe if you took one early, then you try to take one if there's if there, if the guy that you want is sitting there in the sixth round or so. Um, you know, I, I think that Jimmy Morrissey is a guy that should be looked at. Um, in, in that in that in that regard, I think Michael Manetta out of Penn State's another guy that you could take a look at. But you know, these would be late guy floaters, but not guys yeah. that you would the, pick. Those are guys, guys you to be dominate. Yeah. yeah, those those are guys. You're you're not getting a starter there right out of no. the game. You're just not. And I have no interest in that. I'm not right. interested in developing a guy. The Steelers have a long history of having very good centers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to have that, and if it's important to you, and I think it is to this team because the center makes a lot of the offensive line calls, yep. uh, does, you know, does the adjustments, uh, it works, you know, handles the communication on the offensive line. You better spend a high pick on them. You better go get one of the top guys. Um, I, I know, you know, people say, well, why don't you just sign a veteran with what money? Yeah, that's the that's issue. It's not going to happen. Now they probably will sign a low price center to be available, you know, so they don't have to plug and play a rookie. Um, but at the same time, that's, that's just what they do. Uh, at the same time, uh, they're going to, if they draft a guy, it's not going to be a six rounder and hope that he develops. No, right. they're going to, they're going to take a guy who's, who's a highly touted guy and potentially play, you know, if you, if you, if you go get a veteran center 
and you have to play, you know, your 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 back or your rookie. Great. Then you've got your backup center because I know this J.C. Hassenauer. No, he should not be on the roster next year. No, he should not be. It's, that was uh, that was a lot of circumstances. But that's what you're going to get if you're taking those sixth round guys. Right. That's the kind of guys that you're going to get now. And and to to Dale's point in free agency, the guys that are at the top of the chain in the center position, you got Corey Lindsley from the Packers. He'll probably be the first center that to get signed. You're looking at probably him costing you around ten to twelve million dollars a year. Yeah, that's not happening. Exactly. That's a that's a <laughs> lot of doggone money. And and like. If if in the dream of dreams, that'd be great because then you could pick him, you could sign him, and then get another guy and and develop him behind him and develop some depth there. But that's a lot of money. Now David Andrews of the of the Patriots, these are guys that I'm not sure you'd want started. These are guys that I'd pick as you know, kind of like how they did Stefan Wisniewski. Uh, you know, sign him and hope that he can be a backup for you that could just kind of hold the fort if someone goes down and maybe play guard if, if you need him to. But David Andrews from the Patriots, Austin Ryder from the Chiefs, Alex Mack from the Falcons, who, you know, years ago, that would have been great, but not right now. He's not the same Alex Mack anymore. I mean, he's 35. He's older than Pouncey. Um, and then, you know, Ted Karras with the with the Dolphins. I mean, there's guys out there, there's names, but none of them are guys that you would depend on right now to set the tone. And like you said, Dale, sales ex- center is extremely important to what the Steelers do, not just in pass protection, but in the run game, you're dominating the middle of your line. That sets the tone for the rest of the line. And you think about, you know, the, the you know, like you said, the history at center, Mike Webster, Damani Dawson, Jeff Harding, uh, Marquise Pouncey. Uh, you know, those are, that's, that's a lot of really big players on really important teams the Steelers have had in their history. So um, I, I do think that they will make center a priority. Um, and especially if they can get one of those guys you named in the second round, I think that would be a heck of a win for the organization. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the Saints did just cut Nick Easton today as well. Mm. Uh, he's another guy that uh, you know can can step in there and play. He played about half the snaps for the for the Saints this year. Uh, you know, he's he's center guard capable. So maybe you get a guy like that, and and if the rookie's not ready early in the season, you plug that guy in and play him. Uh, but you 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 just can't go into next season with with J.C. Hassenauer as your center. That doesn't work. That'd be a um, yeah. Agreed entirely there. We're going to take one quick break. We come back. More to talk about in the NFL Draft and your Pittsburgh Steelers right after this. So, Dale, no scouting combine means teams got to look at pro days a little bit a little bit closer this year. Normally they would anyways. But the big deal that everyone was making a deal out was, of course, Clemson had their pro day. And, of course, everyone was talking about Trevor Lawrence, the guy that everyone's been saying for about three years is going to be the number one pick in the draft when he comes out. That's certainly looking the case right now. And the Steelers were there for Clemson. But let's be real. They weren't there for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I saw people. And, and this was a Trevor Lawrence-related pro day. Uh, they pushed this thing up. Uh, Clemson is still going to have another pro day uh, on on February, March 11th. Um, but because there's no combine, because the scouts weren't able to go on campus all year long right. because of NFL rules, any chance that you get to go and visit a campus uh, with your people and look at players and talk to people and do those kind of things you should do yeah. and you're going to do. So while people say, well, the Steelers are there scouting Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, but not really. No. Uh, they were there, you know, Clemson has some other players uh, that, that might be drafted this year, probably about a dozen of them. 
So, you know, you want to go there and and maybe talk to some people uh, on campus because you didn't get that chance during the season. So go find out a little bit of information about a guy like Trevor Etienne or, or, you know, the wide receivers or, or whoever. Uh, because they're, you know, there are guys. They're gonna. The Clemson's gonna have guys selected throughout that draft, and you you need to get information on them on them. And, and I'm not just talking about, you know, what are the what does he run and 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 those kind of things. What kind of person is he? Right. What, what how is he around his teammates? How does he interact? You you're watching him do that because, guess what? Trevor Lawrence had to throw to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, so so guys like ATN and some of the receivers are there catching balls from him. So you get a, a little extra look at them. Why wouldn't you go do that? It's not about, you know, having an opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence. The Steelers aren't going to have that chance. Right. But quite frankly, they're there to watch everybody else. Yeah. And, and those receivers you're talking about, Cornell Powell and Amari Rogers. Uh, Amari Rogers had an impressive senior bowl. I saw Cornell Powell make some serious one-handed catches like 60 yards downfield, which is why everyone's looking at Trevor Lawrence because he can throw the ball that far. Um, but on top of that, I mean, one guy that uh, that, you're, that that really impressed most of the year was Jackson Carmen, their offensive tackle. He projects as a you know maybe a second-round pick at offensive tackle. That could be another person that the Steelers are looking at. Uh, Travis Etienne, to me, is, is another guy that they should be keeping their eyes on. I know he doesn't fit the, t- the typical Steelers back build um but still he's a playmaker and you absolutely look at the uh, those type of talents and uh, I, I remember jackson carmen you know with when before pitt played clemson he was one guy i was like i want to see how uh patrick jones and rashad weaver do against him and they they both they showed up in that game against him but he also you know put some good fight against them so um you know again there's plenty of players to be looking at on clemson's roster that's why they're a perennial powerhouse recently because they don't they they don't just have one great player they have a whole assortment of talent um and guys that could legitimately help the Steelers, you know, Amari Rogers and, and uh, Cornell Powell, they're not first round talents. They're not second round talents. They they might not even be third round guys. I think Amari Rogers would probably go third round, but Cornell Powell, a lot of people are, are, are slotting him lower and lower, like maybe in the fourth round. And that's where maybe the Steelers say, you know what? We've addressed the offensive line. We've got maybe a defensive player. We've got maybe a running back. If the wide receiver we want is there, let's take one and just put him at the back as then you can add him to the, the bottom of the wide receiver depth chart and say, okay, you know, with Juju gone, you're you got your top three guys, and if this guy steps up, you don't need to pay somebody next year either. And uh, one little note about Amari Rogers if, uh, for Steeler fans: he's the son of T. Martin. I forgot about that. Yeah, because they were T. They were talking about T. Martin be there. Of course, uh, T. Martin, the former what was he third round pick for the Steelers? Uh, um, it's a fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Fifth <laughs> round pick. It's been a while, but he was the guy that you know, everyone's saying, "What if they drafted Tom Brady with that pick?" Um, uh, but but yeah, so I, that's that's there's some Steelers lineage in there, and that could absolutely play into who they were visiting there. But but uh, but yeah, I again, Clemson's going to have a lot of talent there, and and again, there's the Steelers. They know who they're probably looking at in the first in the in the, in the first round for the targets that they're that they're looking at. But a lot of this is also how do they hit in the later rounds? And and last year you saw them really start to really do that well. I mean, you get a Kevin Dotson. Uh, you know, th- this week there was you know these. These articles are usually dumb, Dale, and because they're useless. The, the what if you redrafted last year's draft class and who they would be? But all Chase after, Claypool, after one season too, which is silly. right. It's it, the, the, <laughs> those are dumb because nobody's ever gotten better. Right, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but Chase Claypool, Alex Highsmith, and Kevin Dotson were all given first round grades in the retrograding, and it's like I'm not saying that that means a whole lot for the future, but it shows they hit on their on their on their picks last year uh even in the middle parts of the rounds 
those are important and they give you leverage for the future to say, you know what, we don't have to like, like guard may not be as much of a problem in the next couple of years. Uh, whereas you know, going into last season, people were probably thinking like, oh, they were going to have to draft one really soon. Now you're thinking oh, if, Dev- if Dotson works out, it buys you more time. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, you got to hit on some of those mid round picks uh, and the Steelers. Uh, we should find out here, uh, I think sometime in early March too, about the comp picks, for this year, the Steelers expected to get a, another fourth round pick and a sixth round pick uh, in the comp uh, in, in the, when the comp- ten, when the compensatory picks are awarded. We'll see if that works out. We'll see if that happens. Uh, but they can certainly use that ammunition. Uh, maybe if they want to move up in the second round uh, to get uh, the guy that they target uh, in that second round to make sure that they get the center or the running back or whatever they want to get there in the second round. Or maybe you bump that third round pick up a little bit and, and move up to go get the guy that you uh, desire. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. Finding ammunition to move up in in those in those secondary rounds to say, hey, let's make sure we get the one guy we want because you don't want to set up sitting there and end up, you know, saying like, oh, we really wanted William Jackson third. Then you get Artie Burns, or, you know, and, and, and be in a rough situation like that. I, I really think that that's absolutely something that, 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 that they're planning on doing. And it's interesting, fourth and a sixth, because that's that's considering for Javon Hargrave, correct? Uh, that's for Hargrave and Nick Vanette. Okay, so that's so there you go right there. Um, I forgot about Nick Vanette. Wow, um, but uh, but yeah, so th- that those are again those are picks that you can add to those packages and move around. Um, and and again, next year when we're talking about like Dale's brought up before, next year will be the time to do that. If if they if Bud Dupree, Juju Smith Schuster, and these other guys go, you can be getting multiple third round picks, and that could be what you use for the future to go get your quarterback or move you know or do or make make other big moves. So. Um, lots of those things available, but yeah, whenever you see, and, and in the coming weeks, you're going to see more pro days. You're going to see bigger names, you know, you, when Ohio state's pro day happens, you know, are they there to see Justin Fields? Maybe, but maybe not, but they might be there to see, uh, they might be there to see their other players that are, that are key at the position. Um, and, uh, you know, when you're talking about some of the guys that we've been, we've been discussing, Josh Myers would be key among them. You're like, Hey, let's see what this offensive lineman's about. And like they'll said, it's not just, you know, how fast you run or it's, you know, how, you know, what's this good, what's this guy's dedication to his craft? You know, what's his, how serious does he take practice? How serious does he take, you know, you know, workouts after practice and, and, you know, studying and things like that. You got to get a sense for who a player is. Um, Cause when you get a goofball or a guy that doesn't take his, his stuff seriously, you get Paxton Lynch who plays video games until two o'clock in the morning and doesn't study his playbook yeah and you know that's all part of the process you have to learn and know these guys and you do that by getting on campus and and talking to the people who know them period that's how you do it Mm -hmm. building relationships it's very important we'll keep you up to date on more of those visits as we go on throughout this offseason there's still a lot of time to talk nfl draft thanks so much for listening to the lolly carter uh, NFL Draft Podcast here on the DK Sports Radio Network. Thanks, uh, if, you, if you're not subscribed to us, get on it. We have all the different shows to cover uh, uh, the Steelers, the Pirates, the Penguins, uh, and the prospects for each of those teams, as well as Pitt and Penn State. Uh, a lot of great content coming your way. Thanks again for listening, uh, and remember to rate the network five stars and give us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts. It really does help out the show. We'll be back in your ears uh, more this week with great content all across the board when it comes to Pittsburgh sports. <laughs>